Episode 151, dated Friday the 9th of April 2010, How to Start a Podcast, Part 2. What year you born in? Okay, I'm going to tell you what your moon, your Venus, your Neptune's in. Your moon in Capricorn. You want that money, and if a woman got enough money, you'll marry her. Your Venus in Aries. You're highly intelligent, brilliant, very smart. And you like women that are superstars. Women that are very good at something. Your Neptune's in Scorpio. That's the eagle you're smart. Scorpion got that sexual sting. And sex is your business. You're supposed to get paid. Now, if these women want something for free, you send them the wealthy. You ain't giving out no cheese, butter, and food stamps at your house. Part one was last week's episode 150, and in this continuing epic, our Canadian guest is Rob Borges of Gamers of Jobs, and our British guest is Steve Ridley of Sanctuary for Gamers. But uh, okay, what? Um, we're, once again, you know, we're we're talking almost on behalf of people that have been doing podcasts for a living, um, or been doing podcasts for a long time. Let's bring for a living. When do we get paid? <laughs> yeah. well, I'd love to get that check soon, please. Let's bring <laughs> this back down for someone that is actually just starting out. So, what would be your five tips for actually um, recording the show programs? Or you know, obviously, it looks like um, Skype is going to be a number one thing if you're going to do it if you're not doing it locally which bear in mind we haven't talked about that a lot of people do have a soundboard and a lot of people sit in the same room yeah. Yeah. all connected up on the soundboard and, and talk to and that's unfortunately not an experience that we've had yet so well, I'd love to talk about that. Uh, I mean, I'll give you five tips okay this is what I gave another podcast that's just started turn every sound off your PC makes everything oh God. the little donk noise Asian marks the noise that Skype's make going to Skype going to settings that says preferences turn off the point where it says let Skype control my microphone that will <laughs> oh, yes. all the recording and no one tells you about that you, you've talked about it you never mention it turn that thing off because that if it's quiet it will just boost you up and if you're loud it will take you down and then you'll get your file and go why am I in and out turn yeah. that off if you're using a headset record low because you can amplify with level 8 what but you, you can't, can't do, remove the distortion you can't take distortion out when you're using level eight and make sure you've got no other noise in the track so rather than say i'll edit out a fan or i'll edit out my phone going off take the phone out the recording start off with that you know it's the silly things you forget yeah. put your phone on silent tell your friend close your door you know say i'm, I'm doing a podcast this if the phone time. goes off you stop the podcast you don't exactly. try and carry on with that. exactly exactly how it is Do or, that. or, or leave, leave it as an easter egg for the very very end like with the ian lee episode when you're running audacity your pc go to task manager shut everything off that isn't skype yeah. or audacity you don't want to have things you don't want your screensaver that will bugger your audacity up yeah Turn everything off. If you can get your cats out of the room, because mine have occasionally just started meowing at me. Well, if you listen to Rebel FM, they're they're the best part of the show. So I mean, cats are quite cool. Oh my god! Make your show, make your your PC. If you're going to use it for, you could do do your editing. Take everything off it. Make it your editing PC. You don't need to have stuff, loads of things installed in there. Make it light so it runs stuff. Audacity will run a lot better if your PC is running light. That's very true. And it helps you. All these things help you because, yeah, great. I mean, you don't think about taking the fan out. That's four hours of you editing you've just put in for you. And it's, I mean, the reason this is important as well because if somebody is sitting there listening to this conversation right now, say, and suddenly your phone goes off and you don't take the time to edit that out, and then somebody then speaks on the phone and you try to make it up, it takes the person that's listening out of that conversation. And at that time, they have the choice to, to just stop, go off and do something else. Do you know what that maybe says Maybe come to back me? at it. 
you know what that says to me somebody is lazy in the edit and that somebody hasn't listened to their own podcast all they've done is turn convert to mp3 put onto itunes that's what that says to me so it doesn't matter how great your content is if there's anything in that show that has people just break off from it or become robotronic and start talking in a robot voice and like everyone's like oh you're talking like a robot yep still sounds like a robot and everyone the, the people listening to the podcast are like Yes, and we're waiting for it to finish talking like a robot, and, and, and you're along for the ride, and it's not a very good ride. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those are my five tips. Is set, set yourself up. You don't have to get a good headset, but you can spend hours with Audacity. What you want is a flat line when you're not talking. If you haven't got a flat line when you're not talking, something is wrong. Go in the control panel, turn your microphone down. It's a, if you can't barely, if you get a small wave file, don't be scared of that wave file. Like you said, Tony's wave file is smaller than, than Alex. That's fine. That can be amplified. What you can't do is turn that big wave file into a small one because you'll just get a quiet podcast all the way through. Yeah, I think for my five tips is uh, if you're going to do a podcast, try to do it so that everybody's in the same room. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> because yeah. because yeah. doing it the way we the way we all do it, I guess, is uh, it's way more work. You're going to be you're more likely to get if you are able to get a bunch of people in a room around. Uh, a couple of microphones or everyone on their own microphone Yeah. Uh, with a mixing board you, most of your editing is already done that's true yeah. Yeah. and then it's just a bunch of people talking in a room you may have to turn down one track versus another in the editing but at least you know uh, that the room noise is going to be the room noise for everybody yeah. and yeah. so uh, it's easier to control the other thing I would say and this doesn't necessarily have to do with everybody being in the same spot but wherever you are recording try to record in a space that has a lot of soft uh items in like a uh, couch uh rugs uh whatever anything that will break up the noise in a room because there is nothing worse than recording in a room that okay. is just yeah. four walls and a desk yeah. that yeah. will yeah. echo like you won't believe and it's unless you get a prisoner on your podcast and it's difficult to tell him to go and get soft furniture so if you if you are recording at your home don't be afraid to record in your bedroom because you got yeah. that nice soft bed to to break up a lot of the sound um the other thing is uh the other thing is is to do a test episode and that test episode may actually be something that you end up posting on the internet for everybody and using that as your first episode but don't be afraid to go in saying okay this episode is never going to show up (laughs) on the internet we're just going to use it to see what it sounds like to see where we're at what we need to fix uh so don't be afraid to 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 do that uh, that may be it. I may not have five. I mean, because uh, just because Steve's already mentioned a lot of the ones, I would say uh, quiet is always better than loud. However, being too too quiet, if you can barely see your waveform, then yeah. that's too too low. Because if you try to boost that, all it's, the, the sound of the room is going to be like. <sighs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you just want it to be in a comfortable spot. Uh, this may not make a lot of sense for anybody who hasn't already seen an editing program, but you are probably looking to try to get your waveform so that it is sitting somewhere between minus six decibels and minus 12 decibels. Yeah. Uh, 
if you're consistently at that level, it's okay if you get a little quiet sometimes, as long as you're consistently between 6 and 12. Mm. Uh, never be at zero. Zero is the bad space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's where you're going to clip. Hey, hey, Rob, I've got a really good question for you. This is solid tangent, okay? So you've got four people in the edit. One person's got a background noise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So when you, you silence, he's talked over you, but you silence his conversation and not yours. Do you put the background noise back into your edit? Otherwise, you just hear stop when you talk and come back again. Well, the first is it thing better I to have to a consistent background noise or is it, is it okay to come in and out, in and out? As long as the background noise isn't annoying in the first place, then, yeah, it's better to have the background noise always there. Uh, which is why it's great to have that five to ten seconds of silence because you can always then use that to yeah. fill in gaps. Yeah. Um, but uh, what I try to do is, is I do my best to eliminate it. If it's very, it's if it's almost inaudible, the background noise. I find once I've compressed the file into MP3, it almost disappears completely, so I don't worry about it, mm. and I just cut it and edit it and leave the blank silences in there, uh, regardless. Uh, especially if I if I do very little editing of that track. But my thing is that track. Before I start editing, it has to be as near perfect as possible, which adds yeah. a lot of time to my edit. And that goes back to what I was saying earlier on. If it's bad, just stop. Don't don't think oh, I'll be okay in the edit. There's no point. You know, if you can hear, physically hear that noise, just tell that person. And similarly, if so, if if a topic is just going nowhere, <laughs> this is back to you know away from the technical side, just more to do with the, just the yeah. thematic side. If it's like. The other week I started doing a thing, was it on uh, the cheating thing? I started reading a whole thing about the economy code and the history of the economy code. And halfway through I went, this is bollocks. No one wants to hear me read the <laughs> script. And yeah, no one ever heard it because I didn't put it in there. And you can't always guess. from What, what is on the page on the screen doesn't always translate to audio form. And it, until you actually go about saying it, and then we just both, we all sat there and went, no, that didn't work. There you are. Just cut out. Boom, job done. Yeah. Well, you've done that several times. We've been in the middle of a conversation and we just kind of like, somebody finally says, you know what, guys, this is crap. <laughs> here's, here's another great tip as well. Don't leave someone out there standing. Don't talk about what you've been playing and mm. not be polite and say, actually, I'm done. What have you been playing, yeah. Tony? Yeah. I hate that on podcasts where the guy has to go, <clears throat> well, what I've been playing. Yeah. Invite conversations. End the conversation with a question to somebody else. What do you think about that? You know, that's just polite and it sounds nice. Mm. Well, then, yeah, a, yeah. A question, just, I believe would be the word. Yeah, don't talk over each other as well. It's really annoying. <laughs> hey, it's, it's very hard sometimes. But a question from the community then, um, Killer Cadet: How long does it take to edit a quality podcast? Now, look, this, this, uh, yeah, I mean, this is where I think a lot of depends podcasts depends on the podcast. But no, but this is where I think a lot of podcasts fail. I, I think if you've got to the point where you know you've got your friends either sitting down in the room or, or managed to get them in front of the PC, you've got all the stuff set up, you've got all your mics and everything. And you sit down, you record, you think it goes well. That is the point where you have to decide whether you're going to edit the show and just put it or, or just put the show straight out. Normally, if you put the show straight out, it isn't the best product you can do. So most people will decide to edit. Now, how much time you edit is something that every single person I know edits the show always kind of almost in a degree boasts about. Because Alex, like, not do you know how Tell long, me, I do you know know how how long, long I did? And I'm like... Oh, and so, yeah, I mean, how long? Realistically, so an average show, we're not talking about the longest ones you've ever done, but to put a, a proper quality show out that gets rid of all the ers and ahs, how long does an average show take for each and each one of you? Tell us, Alex. Alex, tell us. I want to hear you in that magic figure. An evening. 
Yeah, come on. We want hours. Basically, if if I start at about 7 o'clock on Friday evening when my wife goes to work and my baby goes to bed, then about midnight I might be done. And I might might even, if I'm very lucky... How long? long? That'd be five hours. Uh, I might even get some time... Maybe maybe an hour or two to actually play a bit of online game, but most of the time my Friday night is a write-off. Wow. Uh, at the moment, I've actually been not working during the day on Friday, so I can actually get it done during the day, and so that'll take me the day. And because it'll take, you know, because I've got to stop, I have lunch and stop and play with my child and stop and talk to my wife and stop and watch a movie, and that's much more of a sort of staggered way of doing it, and it, it consumes a lot more time. But it doesn't feel like so much of a sit down. Now there have been times uh, where I've just carried on and i haven't actually stopped finished the upload till about two three in the morning there have been times when i've been uploading this damn thing at like three and i get it back up again it's still it, it just didn't work so i have to try oh. and get it to work again oh, and it's that. six in the morning and my yeah. child's about to get up and i i've got to look after her because my wife's just come in from work at seven in the morning and i'm like oh you know what this podcast is killing me but they're in the minority. Most before of the time, you, I get Before out. you segue, I, I've got a full of a really good thing as well. Here's a good tip for you. Don't make the day you put your podcast out the day before you record it. If you're recording on Sunday, make your upload day Friday. It may sound late, but if you're not doing news-specific stuff, make it later. You've got more time to edit. It gives you much more time. If you do it on a Friday and it goes out Saturday, that's your pressure you're putting yourself under. Yeah. So you, we record on Thursdays. <laughs> Uh, yeah. we, uh, we, we should have recorded, uh, this one this Thursday. It's now Friday. The reason for that is that I had gastric flu yesterday. Yeah. Um, it's pretty disgusting. <laughs> given, given the time, I mean, what difference would it make if it went out on a Monday? In, in all, is it got, are we talking about news about this weekend? Is there a big release coming yeah, well, out? I was, the thing uh, is we actually get people complaining. Doesn't matter. I was doing something with that. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> But here's the yeah, thing. I, I, I record... Uh, oh, my God! I hate when people talk over in podcasts. I you want to get rid of that. I was considering actually doing the podcast yesterday with gastric flu. I could barely sit upright. I didn't I didn't send out my I can't do this, guys, till about three, uh, 3 in the afternoon, only four hours before the podcast. That is how all-consuming this thing is. The show must go on, as far as I'm concerned. And I would have done it were it not for the fact that I wasn't really able to talk or stay upright and certainly not be coherent. So ultimately, I had to weigh up, is the product going to suffer? Yes. Then just leave it. But that it was a very harsh situation but- for me. Is there a couple of reasons for that? One, one we'd like to put the show up at the same time every week. A couple of the reasons for that is that people, believe it or not, complain when the show doesn't actually go up on time. They're, the they're going to complain today already yeah. because yeah. It, it should be yeah. up by now. Basically. And you're like, really? It's free. It's, it doesn't matter. But, but two, it just keeps you on a consistent track that, you know, it has a week's worth of downloads. The next one then can follow up on that. And we can keep track of roughly what's going on on a week to week basis. But then again, and for another reason, obviously, then if, you know, it would, well, we should probably record it earlier, but, um, well, no, yeah. Thursday's the perfect night to record. So say if we yeah, did exactly. record we Thursday, can't do it Monday, Tuesday. I can't sit on a podcast. I don't want to be like, oh, I'll put it out next Wednesday. I like doing this thing as soon as possible. I'm like, right, I'm, this is fresh in my mind. I am on this. I know what music I want to do I on it. I jump that. on its ass on Friday, that. and I own that thing. See, you you're not doing news, are you? That's the thing. That's, you're not doing yeah. time constraints. It doesn't need to be time constraints, but the point is, I can't sit on a podcast. Whenever we have to, like, bank a show on the Sunday and put it out on the Friday, I'm, I, I get it recorded on the Monday anyway, sorry, uh, edited, because I just like having that ready and done and so I can yes. stop thinking about it, because then I've have to. I, I've got more time to think about the next one. Okay, then, moving on. Rob, what's your average time for Edison? Four hours, usually, four to five. Uh, for 
uh, an hour to an hour and a half. Um, the longer it goes, the longer the edit goes, and there have been times where I've had uh, to edit for eight hours. But that that's cleaning tracks, that's adding music, that's finding uh, effects. You know, sometimes the longer podcasts are usually more involved because I'm searching for things, I'm looking for things. I got to really do a lot of work to clean uh, somebody's track up. Uh, I've there's if it's eight hours, there's usually problems or something yeah. crazy going on, or some sort so, of epic with with something yeah. different about it. But for about an hour to an hour and a half, it's four or five, four to five, and that that includes uh, everything to right up to uploading the file. And and I agree with Steve, man. We record on a Saturday usually, and I don't we don't post until Wednesday. And what that does is it allows me to sort of go, okay, I've recorded Saturday. I could work on this tomorrow, which is Sunday, uh, or I could just wait to record it on Monday or to edit it on Monday. And to be honest, usually what ends up happening is I will just give myself one day of just kind of like not having to think about it, and then Monday I will e- edit the whole thing. And, You'll also uh, get a fresher feel. I mean, if you've heard the same yeah. person talk and then you go and edit, you may get yourself, find yourself, ah, oh, you know, I need to get this, change this, your direction – you may hear it back, and you may think it's a bad show when you record it, and listen back two days later and think, this is a funny fucking show. We've done I've listened to this podcast. <laughs> well, what's St- I want to know what Steve, how long it takes him. <laughs> Shut up. I don't want to tell you. I mean, well, when we started, I mean, my co-host is in Japan. So basically, even with Skype, I mean, he's the other side of the planet to me, which we get a two-second lag. Are you means- kidding me? Yeah, he's the other side of the planet to me. It's not like Two seconds? Wait, no, oh no so... God. Two milliseconds, sorry, okay. not seconds, two seconds. So even on the audio, Audacity, line them up, he will be sometimes a couple of seconds, you know, two milliseconds out from me, and I have to take that away. Also, he um, he speaks Japanese fluently seven days a week. I'm the only person he speaks to in English. So he goes from Japanese to speak to me. So sometimes he, he'll struggle with the word he's looking for. Because he's speaking Japanese back into English. So I'll let it out. But it used to be that the Skype lag would come through the headphones and I'd get echo. So what I used to do every time he wasn't talking and I was, I'd delete his track and mute his track. Each section after every conversation, every single gap, individually, all the way. (sighs) How did you stand it? I did, yeah, but I didn't. And that's when, you know, when we got new mics, we've never had that because... We had that sort of track, and he I'd, he'd give me my track, and I'd say, oh, man, you've got this massive line in it. And then I used to also put our voices through EQ because we had bad headsets. There was no bass in his voice at all. He had a really bad headset, mm. so there was no bass. So I used to put it through an EQ after I, when he'd give me his track, then I'd edit after that. So there'd be three edits before I'd even start to edit the thing. So I usually edit. We record on Sundays. We used to record Sundays. I usually... Finish, put the podcast away, get his file, we're done, have my Sunday dinner, have my evening with my wife, and then I usually start editing at 10 o'clock. And sometimes I'm up till 4 o'clock in the morning, sometimes I'm finished at 12. At the moment, it's a four-hour, a nice four-hour figure sort of thing. Other times, it's 8 o'clock. But what I'll tend to do is if I can get that podcast recorded and into an MP3 and put onto my iPod, I'll go to bed with the podcast and listen to it through an iPod. It's the same show again. Like I'm listening to a fresh podcast, so then that way I can, oh, that doesn't sound right, and that sort of thing, and I'll make notes and wake up next day, 
and change a few bits. That's why we did extra days. We used to do Monday went out, Sunday we record. Chris used to go to work. He would record the podcast. He'd go to bed, and when he woke up, the podcast would be there for him to upload. Oh my god! Because of the time, I couldn't even imagine. Can you imagine? And then it would be, but how's it? How's the editing going? I'd be like. Yeah, I just I'm like five seconds from finishing it. It would be five o'clock in the morning for him, and he'd be getting up for work. You're giving yourself that time constraints because at editing time, if you have problems, if you unless you're doing new stuff, you know this weekend it's a pack thing. Give yourself the leeway. It's easier on you. You've got more things to do. You can hear it again and again and again and again and again. The other uh, thing too is, is you might come up with a great idea during the middle of your edit and you go, "Oh my god!" and then you've got no time to go and figure out how to do it. Mm. And but if you give yourself a couple of days, then you're like, oh, my God, I'd love to try this. Now you've got yeah. like, OK, I'm going to stop. I'm going to see if I can do this, test it out, do whatever, well, find whatever thing you can do. Find. The best yeah. thing you do is you can hear other people's podcasts and go, they did that story a lot better than us. I'm going to cut that section out or <laughs> the Digital Cowboys copied my intro this week. I'm going to take that Halo music. <laughs> That's what you can do. You, know, there, you do have that. If you have other shows you can hear, listen to. <laughs> A question that. to you guys then is, do you think it matters what day the podcast, podcast goes up on iTunes? Wednesday's a great day. Wednesday I think that's why you see, I think that's why you see a, a lot of people do it because, um, you know, after the week, people aren't going to be listening to the show that much on the weekends. You're yeah. going to find a lot of your, uh, downloads are going to happen during the week. Mm. Uh, when people are first starting out the week, they're so worried about what's going on with their work week that they very rarely have time but you get to the hump day where everybody's sort of like waiting for that weekend to happen that's when you hit exactly. them with something entertaining yeah. and then Monday morning you won't get a listener base because most people are actually uh, not awake because they've been up all weekend or mm. they're they're late for work so they forget their iPod you, you skip a lot of that I mean we used to go out on Mondays and Wednesday and our figures went higher up just by doing that James Bond is the man to me because See, we get follow Fridays and people are sort of um, twittering about stuff. They go, just listen to the Digital Cowboys, just downloaded in Digital Cowboys. I only wish I could get our show up earlier. And now, now that I'm not really working during the day all that, all that much on Fridays, I might start trying to get it out earlier. So rather than, you know, publishing it at so but seven back or eight. To your show, your show isn't time. You don't need. To, I mean, you can listen to the Dominic Diamond show. I'm going to pimp it again anytime. It sounds good today as it True. did when you recorded it. It's not time stamped. That's the thing. If you're doing news, no one wants to hear about packs yeah. three weeks after packs. Very true. That's the thing. You're lucky like that. from Cammy, where do you get your ideas for music to accompany the show because lyrics always seem to suit the theme of the topic and most of the music is all, uh, usually for the most pretty obscure stuff that would be because I have a pretty obscure taste in music and I, like yeah, stuff I, I, I always find it incredible what you end up putting in your I'm like where did he get that 
Which is That's a, awesome. I like to just put a clever spin on it, or if, 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 a, if a very obscure game is referenced. Uh, but th- there is a way of rip- just taking the music off of stuff on YouTube, and that's good for getting really obscure stuff. Yeah, um, keeps it covers. That's yeah. good for that. And, uh, and, and yeah, basically, it, it's there are ways to get it, but ultimately, when it comes down to it, I have a vast collection of video game soundtracks on CD. And uh, and that's where a hell of a lot of my stuff comes from, and I also have a vast collection of just general music on CD. And, and how many how many gigs have you got on iTunes? Oh, you know, I've got half a terabyte. I mean, uh, ju- I just on be. iTunes, I've got, I've got some. A I've got a 500 gig hard drive <laughs> just with all my backup stuff. Excellent. A terabyte um, of paid music, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm not into the whole stealing stuff, but basically, when it comes down to it, the um, <sighs> The music, I think, is the thing that gives a sort of a flourish to the show, and it's the one thing I have a real control over, and, and ultimately, it's, it's, it's a good way of getting Tony to listen to the show, because he's like, oh, I really like what you do with that. Because, um, because c- basically, it's, it's a, it's a way of turning what was regular, just a conversation, into something a bit more of a, a show. Ultimately, something, you know, a straightforward form of entertainment. And I can sort of edit around it, and, you know, raise it and lower it, and sometimes, if I'm feeling in a really fancy mood, play a track, and then halfway through, I'll, I'll tip the track down, but then I'll bring it back in again, and, you know, just, you can mess with that kind of thing. And I think that's that's one of the things that, although it takes me hours to do, I, I really get a kick out of uh, from the actual editing of the show. Uh, I, I actually, uh, one of the things that I wanted to do when we started doing our show was uh, to get new music, people, and, and mostly instrumental. I wanted, I, I yeah, don't no. like uh, the... Um, I don't like vocals because I find I, I have a hard time, anyways, finding a good spot to mix down the vocal track uh, with the conversation that's about to happen. So if I can get instrumental music, that would be great. If anybody listening to the show right now hasn't ever contributed, you could always uh, send your uh, you know your music to us if you want us to give it a shot and listen to it. I can't guarantee we're going to use it. But uh, call at gamersofthejobs.com if you want to send something. Yeah, and, and while you're uh, sending it to him, Steve at sanctuarygamers.com, I'll have all the acoustic guitar stuff you do. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just, I just love the acoustic. We have, uh, for example, Ian Poduck-Dorsch uh, is uh, one of the members of the site, and he's got some phenomenal music. He does our intro music, and he's done uh, several other uh uh, several other places as well. Escapist, I know he does a bunch of stuff there too. And um, that's what we try to do. Now, if we have a conversation with a game developer mm. and they're talking about a particular game as well, I'll usually ask them if it's okay to use some of the music from their game. And uh, then I'll try to do that. Uh, for example, I did that with Civ 4 recently. Mm. And uh, that's I just love the Civ 4 music. Fantastic music, yeah. So that that's where I get my music, and that's what I like to do. And you're right, YouTube is awesome because they got some great quality <laughs> audio. Because you got to remember, this is all being compressed down to MP3 anyways, to yeah. like 80 kilobytes per second. Mm. It's not going to sound fantastic already to begin with, mm. but it's going to sound good enough that it'll uh, intrigue somebody to go out and try to find that themselves. Also, it's important not to really overblow music, and I try and keep it to 30 seconds at the most, most of the time. Just I'll give it, give it a flick. Thirty a uh, minute is uh, the maximum, but yeah. thirty seconds is fantastic. And usually mine end up around forty-five, just mm. because I like to find a natural place where the music allows you to kind of like let it, let yeah. it fade out. It, it's yeah. a vocal break. You do need that in podcasts. I mean, you can't have just a lump of audio because nobody is going to listen to that. You need a vocal break, like an advert, 
Like you just need a little bit of just even if it's just a little diddly diddly dee, exactly. some sort of thing or exactly. or um <laughs> if all they're doing is listening to your voice, eventually what's going to end up happening is is they're going to uh, you're just going to be lost in whatever exactly. it is that they're doing because nobody's ever listening to you and just listening to you. They're doing something else. The great thing about YouTube is if somebody covers a song, it's no longer copyright because they've done the copyright stuff. So if you just use their track, it's their copyright issue, not yours. Right, I need to be the guy that stands in, there in the room of a bunch of editors and go, right, we need to move on from editing. Ah, you're right. <laughs> so let's, Damn. let's, so right, so we recorded why start a podcast, how to put a podcast together, how to edit a podcast. Let's get how you actually stick that, take that podcast and stick it up on the net for people to listen to. Listen. This I cannot one, stress this enough. <laughs> this one from Roy42. Once you've recorded a podcast, how do you go about getting it on the web for other people to listen to? That was always where I got stumped when I wanted to do a podcast of my own. And this one from Sassy. Do you listen to your own podcast? If not, why not? So first off, Roy. Libsyn. Agreed. Um, they're a, a pretty damn reliable service. I think we've been getting issues in the past few weeks where for some reason some of our yeah. podcasts have been disappearing off iTunes. I think that might be an iTunes uh, problem rather than Libsyn themselves. But they offer various different packages, so you can start off... If you're just experimental, start off with like the $5 a month package, and that will let you up, put, put up one or two podcasts and keep the uh, you know keep the bit rate low. Really? You, you guys do that? You do that, yeah? Yep. L-I-B-S-Y, and, and the best okay. part about it is, is they charge for the service. They do not charge for the bandwidth. Yeah. yeah. You, they basically allow you to have... Up to... Uh, like so two, up to... For us, we took the up to 250 meg... I think we did so too. as long as within the 30-day period, we are only uploading uh, uh, 250 megs worth of content. Mm. It doesn't matter how much bandwidth we use, it's covered. And wow. they're fast. Wow. They are you super guys. fast. That is, actually, that is something that really does bother me with a lot of shows. I, I know there is plenty of shows that use their own web servers, and that's fine. That's a legitimate way of doing it. But if I'm in the morning and I've got 10 minutes to get out, I want to stick the the, the uh, my iPhone on. I want to get that podcast and I want it down within about I don't know a minute, two minutes. Mm. Too many other sites I've been to, and I'm not going to name any names because I think it's it's awkward as it is. But I can be there and it could be a, a say a 30 or 40 meg download, and it's 20, 30 minutes later and it's still kicking out. And still I'm like, well, going, yeah. I'm I'm not going to download it, and I have to stop the download, and there's a chance I'll never come back to it. See, it's really we, important. We do that. I mean. Cr- we we don't use Libsyn. Chris does an XML file. He makes the file. We've got two servers. We've got our own server for the website, and we've got a clusterfuckers.com, which is our, our first ever pod, uh, website we were going to start with, but iTunes didn't accept clusterfuckers. So Surprise. But okay, but that's where we keep, that's where we keep our, our podcast. That is the home of our podcast. It's his own server. It's got no bandwidth. We paid for the five-year premium for it sort of thing, and it's a quick download. That only hosts a podcast. It doesn't host anything else. There's no server bandwidth on that. And he, I have no idea how he does it, but he does it all by hand. XML files. I think if you're starting out, Libsyn is probably the way to go because it's ABC type situation and and almost like our, you know, choosing the mics that we're using. It just works. And it's very hard to kind of break away from that and say, right, we're going to have our own bandwidth like we do for the website. But it just works. And if it works for the games for jobs, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, they're one if of the biggest... If you look at Pamela, it's got his own program to do it in that. It will actually put it up for you. Mm. 
Yeah. I mean, there might be other ones, but this is the one we went with. Mm-hmm. So you look around to see what you can get, but I mean, make sure they're reputable for sure. Yeah. And that their download speeds are good. You could always test it out by downloading some of their more popular podcasts. Um, but the, the, sir, what they do is, is if you've got like a really popular podcast, and you want to try to make a little bit of money just to cover some of the costs for buying microphones or whatever the case may be, they actually offer a service there where they uh, you can opt in to uh, to advertisement and they'll the and you can always for everything that they find you always have an opportunity to say no we don't want it and what they'll do is they'll stitch in the advertising and you can tell them specifically where they are allowed to do that. And uh, once the advertising thing is done, it, they'll stitch it back out, and you you never have to mess with your file. It's they do it all on their end, and so uh, we've not made any money on it, uh, but we have opted in. And whenever they ask us if we want to uh, to do the advertising, we take it on a case by case basis and see how it works. That's good. I didn't know you could do that. That's really good. Yep. So. But like I said, we haven't made any money <laughs> on, on, on that. So you're looking at, when I say popular, I'm talking uh, hundreds of thousands of downloads probably is where you're going to want to be at before that ever works. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, what's, what's it cost? I mean, is that is that getting a bit too close to bone if we want to tell people how it actually much it costs us to stick this stuff together and put it out? It costs me about 20 quid a month. See, I, I think that's too much. I think that's too much. We paid. I, I don't know what we paid for our service we bought, but it wasn't that. And I mean, you're, you're talking over twelve months. What's that? That's one hundred and twenty quid, isn't it? No, that's not. It right. doesn't cost yeah. twenty pounds a month, does it? That's Let me just check cash. here. Hang on. That's I think it costs. Uh, I mean, but uh, what do you want? Do you want people to be able to? Do you want to know that your server is always going to be there and it's always going to work? Mm-hmm, yeah, if, yeah. You know, and and here's the great thing is is that I've done we we're, we're close to 200 shows. They've got yeah. all of our shows uh, ready and available for anybody to download, and we never have to worry about how much space we have left on the hard drive, uh, whether or not the server is going to be able to handle all those downloads a month. Because people, like I said, they go back and they download all of these old shows on a consistent basis. So we want to make sure that not only are they going to be able to get our brand new shows as fast as they can, but that our old shows are there as well. So what the service does is they take the the, uh, the most recent four and they keep it on their fastest servers and then mm. they without changing anything, move them over to a slower service for the older shows so that the older shows still download at a decent pace, but because the demand isn't there, mm. uh, they're not going to crush the slower server down. So That's it's, it's, That's good. it works. It really just good. works. Yeah. It's $24 a month, which is £15, and that over a whole year uh, is £180. I think that's wow. worth it for what we have yeah, seen yeah. I mean, if you're getting a good service, and that's for the big package, you can get you can pay less and and put out smaller shows or less shows. And basically, I think we had to up it at one point because we were down to we had like five percent storage space (laughs) yet left, and we had to do a whole other show before the end of the month. And it was like, well, what do we do? Do we just not do the show? Do we do like? A tiny show to say we'll be back next week. Oh, fuck it, we're just gonna have no. See, we use the fifteen dollar a month version, mm-hmm. and what happens is, is if we ever run out of space, we say, "Hey, we're running out of space. Can you bank one of our other shows sooner?" And uh, they do that for a small fee. All right. 
Shit. And that way we don't end up having to pay $25 a month for over, like, cause I think the next one up is like, uh, double 200, like it's like 500 megs or 300 megs or something crazy. I don't know what it is, but we only ever need the 250. Yeah, because bear in mind, John, as, and we said this before, don't put such a big file out. I mean, it, what, what were we averaging? 60 meg? Yeah. We're, that's, we're that's on 155 meg, roughly. Yeah. Um, uh, we're on 525 megabytes a month, and I've just realized that I've been paying $25 when I could have been paying 15 for many, 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 <laughs> many, 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 many months. Uh, <laughs> you should switch. You I, should I, I don't understand any of that. I mean, like I say, Chris, we've got the server. We have it. It comes down quick. Um, oh, God. The great thing about that is if oh. you don't like, we can delete that off the server or, or make sure it never downloads. Yeah, but we can do the same thing. We you have can total choose, access to. Can yeah, that's we can great. have total access to all that. Oh. Is that a case of giving them the MP3 and giving a show description? And it's done. Yep. Yeah, and in fact, what they do now is, if I go to the site, right? I go to the site, and they have their own like little forum section that they have. They will take our feed. Uh, I guess it's an RSS feed that Sean creates as well, uh, and they, they. They keep statistics for you on how many times your show has been downloaded. Mm -hmm. Uh, They will also take our – it seems right now what they do is they take our front page article and they post it on our own little forums within the Libsyn community. So when we post it on our website, they get all of the details like the episode number, what it's called, you know, who's on the show, all that stuff. It's all there. It feeds back into iTunes as well. you actually hear every single podcaster go on and on about this iTunes reviews iTunes reviews can you leave iTunes reviews and every week when I didn't do my own podcast I used to go yeah sure whatever <laughs> so why why is it important to us to get iTunes reviews um, obviously there is other other makes and models out there Zoom Marketplace etc but iTunes is the main one so why is it iTunes the king it's the yeah. king it is, yeah. It's because iPods are the most popular exactly. downloadable MP3 device, and everyone tends to go for iTunes because it's the default. What does you know? Mean? And I like, and for for us, like for the people who are doing these shows, it's good to have one place where the majority of your listeners are going to to download. To be honest, uh, uh, based on our stati- statistics we get for every show, iTunes is only half of our subscribers. Yeah, same as us. Yeah, us too. Yeah. Um, but it's the majority half, and it's it's the one which the the most people do. Everyone else is fragmented. Everyone else is fragmented. Exactly. It's like iTunes, and then every and then there's like I think the every next biz, the next biz, uh, biggest is the website, and then you get like a small Zoom. small amount from Zoom and all these other different got, social networks. We got one from Apple TV the other day. I was quite impressed. Oh no way. <laughs> See, so we don't even have Zooms in the UK, so we, we, whenever we get a Zoom thing from people, they'll be like, we, we, we want to help you, but we don't even know what a Zoom is. Yeah. And the good thing, the good and bad thing about iTunes <laughs> is that uh, your podcast can become um, something that they promote 
uh, within their top 100 podcasts, yeah. for example, yeah. within the category you're in, based on just how many reviews you've had mm. and not necessarily how many downloads you've had. Because I know that there are shows out there who get way more downloads than us who are in the top 100 and who are consistently top 10. But we have actually broken into the top 10 on several occasions because we've gotten a bunch of new listeners. Uh, and so our downloads have jumped a considerable amount and people have posted reviews. The more often it's that happens, on. yeah, it's not it, based it, on how many downloads, it's based on how many It's individual people. reviews, at new subscribers, which is difficult because if you've got a listener base, it's new mm-hmm. subscribers. It's yep. your activity where someone's downloaded you. If you go up suddenly, 500 people download you in one week, that will, will suppose thing. If it was based on downloads, everyone that owned a podcast would be sitting there downloading a podcast a hundred times every day, wouldn't they? That's I hadn't even thought of that. That's brilliant. Yeah, I tried it. Didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, yeah, no. But that's you know that's what it is. It's based on. Well, and it's it's double edged as well because you know not only is it it helps giving up in the charts because like I said, there's so many uh, podcasts out there. And what really annoys me, there's so many dead podcasts out there that iTunes don't ever do anything yeah. with. Yeah, Lee Nelson's been sitting there for a year in the top yeah. fifty. They haven't put a show out for two years, which I don't understand. But I mean, this is the black magic, voodoo magic of iTunes and how it really works. But beyond that beyond the promotion of things I mean it's great when you're front page because people don't have to click and click and click and click and uh, there you are what is this digital cowboys I've loaded up the games page and here it is and you know it's easy for them to find it but beyond that it gives other people a a, a good idea what your show is about because there is so many there and they're not going to download every single one so if you've just got a bunch of reviews and the very top it says right this is this this is that it it does really really help so when we shout every week which we don't do enough I must admit how do we we just feel it almost gets to, to a point of being embarrassed yeah well because it sounds like we're begging or nagging yeah. and pleading you're not begging you're, you're asking someone to take the time to do something that takes them 10 minutes it's taking you 8 hours to edit mm. that's what yeah. you're doing you're yeah, saying people. come to the forums it's great because <laughs> every one of the forums will tell you how great you are but these are the guys that listen every week if you just picked up like the digital cowboys now pay them back by saying I really like your show and turned I think you should listen to this show if you like games. That will let everyone else know. Some people go on reviews. You fill in your iPod up. You can be picky about it. There are so many shows out there. This one's got 500 five-star reviews. There must be something good about it. Right. Mm-hmm. We're actually pretty st- – we're, we're kind of proud of where we are right now. In the UK iTunes uh, charts, we're one of the highest – indie gaming uh podcasts out there 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 aren't that many ab- ab- above us in that one and, and that one's g game door you know yeah. the usual the guys we associate with anyway but um yeah but everyone else above us just tends to be attached to a major website and that's pretty damn good based on the what yes. 50 or so uh, reviews we've had from uh from the us and the uk um it's it's like 67 now or something isn't it but yeah, ultimately on each side as well which yeah. is really good and you know Ultimately, but that's 50 odd reviews. Now I know our figures. It's a lot more than 50 a week. If every single one of our listeners, all, you know, 72 of them, um, (laughs) listened, uh, like, like actually gave us a review, we would rock it to number one and stay there. Oh yeah. I, I, I always look at our numbers and how many times people have downloaded us. And I know that, you know, obviously there are some times where people have downloaded us on more than one occasion. But mm. if you take a look at your numbers, you have a good, uh, you know, a good perception as to how much, um, how many times or how many listeners you have. And if only each one of them put in a review, it would be unbelievable. <laughs> Amazing. But then it, if, if you think about it, if you think about it, if everyone gave you a review, one week 
in one week go bang then it's going to get to the point where no one gives you reviews isn't it because if everyone that listened to you gave you a review and that was it you're only going to get a dribble of new listeners every week aren't you giving you reviews so it's it's nice to get it a trickle isn't it don't you think well i mean yeah but uh, it's one of these things where uh I think that big jump in the reviews uh, would, I mean, as far, like, we're talking about basically promoting our shows, right? So this is yeah. all very much yeah. about like, yeah. trying to game yeah. the system here. If every one of those 1,000 or 10,000 or 20,000 listeners, uh, you know, wrote a review in one week, there would be no stopping you. Like you'd be number one for like. But then forever. let's flip it around. <laughs> how, how many of you have left iTunes review, and how many of you download podcasts that are number one better. in the charts? I've got better. Because I, I, I like I say I never did, and, and even though people used to beg, I was like, yeah, well, I'm just downloading the show. That should be enough. And it's not until you actually start putting the show together, realizing how important iTunes is, that I actually kind of took it upon myself. Well, okay, but that I, I ask people, so I should go out my way myself and, and do this. So, and it, but even now there is a number of shows that I had I haven't left the review for. And I, yeah, you know, yeah, I and I haven't done it as well, and I really should, but uh, hopefully one day I will. The <laughs> other thing I would mention is, is if you're creating a show, it's a podcast, people. We we for the longest time avoided describing our show as a podcast because for some reason we didn't like the word podcast until we eventually found out that a lot of times we just wouldn't show up anywhere because. People look for the word podcast, so it doesn't have to be in your name, but it certainly has to be in your description. Yes. Call yourself a podcast. You're not a radio show. There is no yeah. such thing as a radio show. You haven't got an antenna on, on your iTunes. You know, it doesn't work like that. Exactly. And, it, and, and when people are keying in, like doing searches for podcasts, because that's what they will search for. Do you all, like do you all believe that, that iTunes helps promote your podcast? Do you think seeing it in number one will make somebody click it that doesn't listen to your show? I think um, if it's on the first page, I, I, I would. You think so? Yeah. I think if how, it's on how, the first page. How long page, do you spend yeah. on the first page? How long do you look at iTunes? Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but you're, so you're bunching us in with everybody else that maybe picks up the show. You know, we, we know we've got loads of listeners that, you know, we're one of the only shows they listen to and they came across yeah. us because they just went into iTunes and there we were. And, or it was, as iTunes has that wonderful thing, if, you know, if we were one of a show they had downloaded, and you know we're one of the people that had also downloaded from that. It's you know it all becomes this big. You network. may also like. Yeah, you may also like stuff, and, and that is important. So God bless I, I think it's very hard for us to break away from from that and look at it objectively because mm. you know we're so much in the mix and know all the different podcasts and, just, and whatnot. It is it is weird from from looking from a point we all do podcasts so we look at other shows and because it is it's like companies isn't it it's you know you're trying to better yourself you're looking at competition in other ways but for people that who have iTunes and have iPods, how much are they, are they on iTunes? Is it a thing they're browsing like the internet? Or are they just in there clicking a show and then they're away? Sync your um, iPod, go. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of that, but uh, we're only just, I mean, iTunes is, is important, but you're right, it's not the only thing. Yeah. And if we can kind of jump here to self-promotion PR sort of thing. Yeah, go for uh, The biggest way you, the, the biggest, most effective way to get a listener is to get guests on your show. I was just about to say that. Yeah, you're Guests that people want to listen to, because here's really how you're going to get people to listen to you. It's to get linked to other websites, because you've got somebody on there that somebody who runs a website is interested in listening to. And as soon as you start getting linked to other websites, especially sites like Kotaku and and, uh, IGN and Blues News and all these other places, as soon as that happens, explosion. 
But don't you hate <laughs> You that? jump don't onto the map that? of other people. Well, no, I, I completely understand this. Them, not you. Like, well, no, that's the thing. Why should they want to listen to you? They don't know you from Adam. Exactly. Well, but the, the, the best thing that... One show the best thing that they can say about you so far is, well, you know, I... It's Dominic Diamond's on their show, so you know I like Dominic Diamond, and maybe they'll be all right. So, or, or, or. next week, Dominic Diamond's not on your show. Hello. Well, that's the thing. Come for the oh. guest, stay for the podcast. We hope. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but there is <laughs> always that drop there off. Is that, there is that. Yeah, maybe. There's oh, always just in the door. And um, and, it, and how many times have you listened to a podcast where they've had an amazing guest on? You go and you listen to that show, mm. and it's a complete disaster. And you're oh, like, oh mm. god. I will never listen to them again. But then you go and listen to I just to think of it as such a senseless waste. I'm just like, you had that yeah. guy. I didn't even talk to him. But he then you go in the corner. You, you see this guy is on some other show, mm. and the show set was fantastic. You're more likely to download that show again the second week oh, and yes. listen that's, to that show. That's chemistry. That is chemistry with a guest, but that's always hard. Don't forget as well, if you get a guest on, you may not get people that like that guest. That's the trouble. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, we we faced that actually with Ian Lee this week. A yeah. lot of people yeah. in the UK yeah. don't like Ian Lee. And we had a lot of people on Twitter saying, well, you've got a lot of convincing to do. And it was nice to get the feedback saying, actually, he's like yeah. an all right guy. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. we, were, we, were up, we were putting ourselves out there, you know, picking somebody that isn't necessarily liked. But, or, you know, you know Dominic Diamond. Most, almost everyone in America was like, who's this Dominic Diamond guy? I mean, Rob, have you heard of Dominic Diamond? I didn't until I heard your show. And there you go. Then. I thought that was <laughs> a really inch. He was a really interesting guest. It was awesome. Uh, we just had well, like Canadian Steen- now for you. We just had Eskel Steenberg on our on our show. Uh, the guy who created Love, uh, <laughs> the MMO that just re- released. Oh, and yeah. you were right. There's a lot of people who were like, "Oh God, we loved it. He's awesome to listen to." But we had a couple of people who who you took yeah. the time to post yeah. in our forums and said, "Oh God, I hate this I hate guy." <laughs> blah blah blah. But you know what? It, it's still it's they're, they're engaging. That's you fine. got them. You got them to engage. They're yeah. actually talking, so they may actually come back, even though they but, hated that guest. That's cross promotion, isn't it? They'll, they'll, the person you have on as guest will say, "Guess what? You know, we've got an iTunes review sit on our thing saying, um, I heard Tyler Barber mention you on the Rebel FM, and that's why I just listened to your podcast.' It, mm-hmm. it cross promotes both ways, doesn't it? Well, let's once again we're, we're drifting onto the. I've been doing a podcast for a year. This is some tips. If you're starting out from you know from ground one, obviously you're not going to get guests necessary to come straight onto your show because and don't, you know, and don't yeah because get they want to you know you've got to have that back catalog that they can listen to and understand where you're coming from and whether it's a good show for them to turn up on or not. You got to have so, some good shows to send yeah. them and say, look, listen to this one. We're really proud of it, and so they can say, you know, uh, they're, so, they're pretty good. They so will what do you do in that situation? Buzz in, how do you get guests? Oh, well, what do you what do you do in the early days? You set structure for you. You introduce you. A man of podcasts. I don't know anything about people. Tell me all about everything about you. Do I like you? How do I relate to you? What do you do as a job? Oh, you're a worker. You're a builder. I'm a builder. Well, I, you know, we, I can relate. You know, he works for a magazine. Well, maybe not so much. That's you get get to know you. Shape yourself. Introduce yourself. Tell me where you are, so I can get interested. So I'm going looking Google and go. Oh, you're in that place in California. That's pretty cool. Introduce yourself. Absolutely. Nothing yeah, worse. Don't get a guest on that's on a podcast that microphone sounds twenty times better than yours because you would look a fool. <laughs> That's <laughs> so true. Nelson Rodriguez, you bastard! It was like you <laughs> fuck. You, He's you a lovely guy. Yeah. We, we shook his hand when we were at PAX. It's, and it's it's a great opportunity to find out uh, in those early episodes what your show is really going to be about because there's always there's only so much planning you can do before you start recording and doing your show yeah. and and and. Uh, 
figuring out what it is you want to do before and once you started doing your shows you will actually find out what it is you're going to be it makes itself it it, it actually you create something and when we Chris yeah. started we honestly honestly we're going to do an honest podcast factual about the news here are the sacks for gamers news come here because we know everything about games then we both realized we didn't what we did do <laughs> is how to make each other laugh and people said you know it's quite funny listening to you fuck things up on a, a regular regular basis trying to think of game companies and people are screaming at the podcast it's irrational games you twats you know that's that was our hook it's that we're just two gamers we don't know enough about games to quote things and that was our hook for us see our hook is uh, that I look everything up on Wikipedia and then just edit out the uh, 10 seconds it takes for me to go yeah and you research well <laughs> and you research well and that shows and that shows that's you know it's that's... on the fly research though it's, it's research only in well, but... its most basic form <laughs> but yeah but we've had this I mean Unfortunately, some of the bad sides of, of doing podcasting is that you, you are opening yourself up to the public and you are opening yourself up for criticism. And in the early oh, we've days. We've had it so easy. Yeah, but, seriously. Yeah, but, no, but in we've the early days that you can be. calling us smug. Yeah, but, well, but it can be quite smug, hard. No, we are. Alex. That's fine. We are, whatever. But it can be <laughs> no, quite Alex, hard to actually. Tony. <laughs> it can be hard to take, that's for sure. Because you're like, well, hang on. I've just put my time and effort. I've spent eight hours editing this thing. And you just turn around and go, well, you're smug. How you dare know? that guy call someone as awesome as me smug? <laughs> Alex, Alex, you're lucky. I've, th- I've had three bad iTunes reviews. One told me I'm a cock because I bought DJ Hero, who gave us a five star and then brought it down to a one because I bought DJ Hero. Tony, you're also me, guilty of that. <laughs> yeah, the per- second person told me I'm an arsehole because I don't like the PlayStation 3 and all I do is slack that off and I come from London apparently. I do and that. And then one person said, I-, I like Chris, but I hate Steve because he's fat. That was <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing, though. You want either a. F- uh, I used to do the. We have a, a, a theater festival in Winnipeg, mm. uh, where I'm from, uh, called the Fringe, which uh, it, it, it's all over Canada. There's some in the states as well. Uh, you guys have it in Edinburgh as well. Yep. Uh, uh, the Fringe Festival, and you want either a one star review. Or a five-star review, exactly. or a four-star, I yes. guess. You do not want middle-of-the-road. Middle-of-the-road is boring. People yeah. will go and yeah. watch a one-star show just to see the disaster. <laughs> exactly. A That's true. Show a one-star review will do you good for iTunes as well, because any review pushes you up in iTunes. So, I mean, we actually based the whole show on the PlayStation because of that PlayStation hate, where I said how much I loved it. I changed my profile to say I'm a PlayStation fanboy. I didn't play my Xbox for a week. It gives you a topic. So, yeah, you know. You have to learn. If you put yourself out there, you're going to get criticism no matter what you do. That is something to be aware of. That it's not always just you know song and dance. Occasionally there is going to be people. As much as you know, we've had so many nice comments. Occasionally there is a couple of people that just don't get you, and that's fine. It really is fine. But I've seen a few other podcasters go absolutely ballistic at it, and it's just well, you're you're opening yourself up. You're going to uh, eventually someone's going to uh, take a shot at your head. It's fine. I will say it's it's a lot worse writing things and then having complete strangers jump up underneath you and go, how fucking dare you? The DS is awesome and rock stars and you don't know what you're talking about when you've been talking about the the whole DSi fiasco thing. And they get way too defensive and you've not been, they've not heard your voice. They've not heard you sort of explore both ends of it. So ultimately with a podcast, they've actually... It's it's going to open you up a lot less to the hatred than the actual writing of it. So um, it, it's probably less dangerous than a lot of other ways of putting stuff out on the internet. 
and also you have to actually take the time to go and write an iTunes review but if you're just actually looking down at someone's thing you can just go post here right this guy's pissed me off <laughs> so that's probably but anything that evokes emotion good or bad is good it means you're doing something right or wrong doesn't it that's the mm. thing if, it, yeah. if you didn't if it's, oh, your audio's terrible, it gives you a push to make it better. If instead of your content's terrible, mm-hmm. it's giving you a push. And that's always a good thing. Come on, man. If I say this is my car, you know this is my car. You just get yourself another one. If I say we in on this Ripley shit, we in on it with or without your punk ass. And if I say you're going to walk up in this house and do this motherfucker so I can see if you got any balls or not, guess what else you're going to do? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just fire to that ass. Tighten up your panties, boy. Hunter has asked, how do you manage to get some of your guests? I can understand the other independent podcasts coming on your show, but Lee Alexander and Ian Lee seem like hard people to get in contact with. How did you do it? We emailed them. <laughs> um, or, or, if you, uh, or if you do a little research, you can call them. <laughs> I think that we've never tried that, but uh, yeah. Well, in, in the case of everyone who you think would be quite difficult to get hold of, they were. But it, the, the main thing is finding the correct channel. Uh, with Lee Alexander, I think I had to go to her blog page and send her a message, basically, and to say, oh, "I read your article; it's really good. We'd like to talk about this." And but just basically be very polite, uh, enthusiastic, and maybe point her in the direction of something good that you've done, so that she knows you're not just coming out nowhere. Um, and. In the case of Ian Lee, uh, we very kindly got the uh, email donated to us from uh, a friend of ours named Elmo from Joypod, who, you know, happened to have it and wasn't just going to give it out to anyone. But um, a, a couple of people that we've tried to get hold of in the past, they don't exactly publish their emails online. I'm not going <laughs> to say who it was, but a couple of people from, like, big podcasts who, you know, to answer Stex's question, you've interviewed a good number of great guests, but who would be your dream guest that you haven't yet interviewed? These guys are, were my dream guests, um, yeah. and yeah. Uh, they never responded because I tried to get through to them using their, the actual the main websites that they were affiliated with, and that wasn't the correct channel. I should have tried. I should have somehow managed to get hold of their main um, email addresses because these guys are professional game journalists. They they don't fuck around. They get paid for what they're doing. They don't give out their email addresses, and they don't respond to little messages because they get a million of them a day going, you're so awesome. Oh, you hit the PS3. Why do you hit the PS3? And things like that. <laughs> from, from every Tom, Dick, and Harry, they can't answer all of those. They can't answer their Facebook messages. I mean, they might, but it's not likely. So basically, Dominic Diamond, I found his agent, and I sent him an email and said, look, could, could we maybe talk to Mr. Diamond? Would that be okay? And he sent one back and said, well, maybe. And I sent another one back going, oh, it would be love if we could and eventually he gave me his email no he, he gave Dominic our email address and Dominic got in contact with us but you have to find the right channel to get to them yeah, and it's going to take some research it, it does come back we've had quite a few people you know obviously the bigger guests we get the more pressure it gets put, put on to us to maybe continue with that kind of caliber each and every week which you can't do because you know those people are busy as, as well as us some of the worst uh, podcasts we've ever started doing are ones the week after one of our best guests because we're like how the hell yeah, do, how do we you follow that? it oh, yeah, yeah. How, we had Dan Chu how do you top Dan, top Dan exactly. Chu yeah. You know, you have him and then you have someone else on. I mean, that is the trouble. You're going to have the limit. But then that's fine. What's wrong with that? Yeah, but but then, then and we've, we've got lots of uh, requests of like, well, can you get the Epic guys on and, and talk about, yeah. you know, the, this, this, that and that. And maybe if you, you know, contact Microsoft directly. And say, get on Reggie Pfizer, mate. Yeah, it, no problem. It, <laughs> it, as much as, you know, we've got 
wonderful dreams and a lot of our outlines of future shows you know we've got the perfect guests guests that will kind of be you know second rate to those perfect guests but will be good enough or let's do this show by ourselves <laughs> and quite often if there's a show that we've done by ourselves it's because you know the guests that we kind of get they didn't turn up or we just we couldn't make that work and you're you know, never going to get you're never going to get anyone that that works for a company where they can't say a lot about their product. Yeah. You never get anybody that does their own podcast unless they think that you can help promote their own podcast. No, hang on, hang on. Rewind that. Some of our best shows have been just getting on other podcasters, and that's how we've managed to network. Yeah, so that's fine, but you're not going to get Major Nelson on. You're not going to get somebody who is who is basically... Is that a challenge? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what to do. I will give you 100 of the English pounds if you can get Major Nelson before I can. Done. All right. Before oh, you can. Not before oh, you can. Yeah, it's a uh, challenge. Challenge. Done. Excellent. Major Nelson, you say. Okay. You know what? It's, it's funny because uh, if you don't try, you're never going to get anybody exactly. on. Right? So exactly. find the right channel. Like when we first started kind of trying to figure out, you know, because one of the things we wanted to do when I first talked about starting the show was getting guests on and talking to developers and, and not just talking to developers about what next product they're going to yeah, have well, on, yeah. but actually see if we can get them on the show proper and just sit there and talk bullshit with us about gaming. And uh, one of our dream catches earlier on was Ken Levine. And yeah. we, we, we just tried. We tried getting him on and sure enough, he responded and, uh, not only did he respond, but he talked to us about how he loved listening to our show, and we were flabbergasted. And it was just like, oh, my God, you got to be kidding me. And once we – when we got him on the show and we had heard that he had been listening to our show, we realized just how successful we could make our show be, you know, because we were like, if we can get somebody like him listening on a consistent basis, then I think we can just about get anybody. And what we just got to do is concentrate on making as good a show as we possibly can, so – didn't um, Alex and Tony yeah. have that with Dominic Diamond? Didn't didn't you have that? You said to him, listen to our show, and he enjoyed your shows. Yeah, he uh, he listened back to. He wow. found something that he could relate to. He listened back to one of our retro wow. episodes, and and he was it was the one where we were talking about the preservation of games with Commander Tim, who is our best museum curator of games <laughs> type person to talk to. And um, yeah, basically. With the Lee Alexander episode, um, getting her on, we, I, I sent her the uh, link to Daniel Floyd, who is also fan-fucking-tastic for talking to, um, about uh, sexing games, and that was just enough to spark off her interest. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah, ultimately, if you can just sort of bait them with something good, like, I'm not sure what we'll do with Major Nelson, but we'll get him somehow. But, um, yeah, basically, it, it, it's, it's, you have to be polite, you have to be professional, you have to be respectful. If you come on like you're the best mate, then they're going to ignore you most of the time, because especially well, if they're vaguely uh, uh, famous. You can't be their best mate, that's for sure. No. But you no. can't be a fanboy either. What you just basically got to do is treat them like a human being. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, like, treat them like a friend that you talk to on a regular exactly. basis. Exactly. But, but not your best friend who knows who's known you forever and you would tell them anything and everything. It's it's just got to be one of those things where if you treat them with respect and they'll treat you with respect back and if they had a good time on your show cuz you were prepared and had a bunch of th- uh, things that they, you know, <laughs> you want to talk about that they could talk about, then they'll they'll be more than likely to come back and link them on your on their website 
uh, if they hated the show, they will not link you. So I, that's yeah. important. <laughs> what, yeah. what is quite funny to me actually is occasionally we get a guest on, they say, oh right, well I'm actually out of a bit of a time here. I'm, I can only give you an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah, Lee Alexander said that's, that. That's, that's, I wasn't going to give any names, but okay. <laughs> but, you know, you go, okay, that's fine. And then you get closer to about an hour and 10 minutes, right? Okay, well, so you've got to leave in 10 minutes and go, oh no, 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 it's fine. And it's because they basically set themselves on a proviso. Like, well, if I'm not. If these guys are douchebags. I can leave. But if I am enjoying yeah. I'll just whatever. So. I would say. And God bless her, she's stuck around, so yeah. yeah. Um, I would I'd, say you set yourself up with plenty of questions because guests eat through questions like anything. Yeah. Yeah, and they you do. have loads and loads of backup questions. What? And don't, uh, any question that could be answered with yes is a no no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, and if. if before the show, they've told you, look, I can't talk about anything that we're working on right now. Don't spend the first 15, 20 minutes or even the whole time you have with them trying to drill information out yeah. of them because yeah. that would be the fastest way to get them to never come back on your show again. And That's always check with them afterwards perfect. if there's anything they wanted cut out because uh, we've had a few guests on who've asked for things to be removed and you guys will never hear them, but uh, they were... They were just things that probably were better off not being said on the podcast. Did that, that certain person do Games Master for a while? Not going to say. Carrying on. I have been sitting here for over a half hour watching out for the highway patrol. I think that's fun. God. You know, I had to go over there in the bushes, just smoke a joint, just so I could, like, you know? Yep. I got something big lined up up north. Yeah, these guys wouldn't even fucking know about it. If it wasn't for me. I think then this this kind of separates into another topic. What what happens once you get there? What happens once your podcast is a success and there's a community base built up around you that you know come back every week somehow, come back every week and interact with you and jump on the forums and you know pr- go out their way to promote you or yeah. take part in community. in community challenges and stuff and you know basically do the work for you on occasions. Yeah. I mean, what's that feeling like? Because I think you know we've all got podcasts that we we have that surrounded around us. So what's that like for you guys? It's 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 interesting because it's at some points fun and at some points it can get a little aggravating. Yeah, I'll <laughs> because I that think completely. listeners listeners uh, take ownership of your show uh, yeah. on uh, uh, very quickly, and, and they're not afraid of telling you what's wrong with it. They are <laughs> yeah. not. Afraid of but you know what? Uh, you can't let it bother you because. Mm. That's just the way, I mean, you would be the, you do the exact same thing with what you like. You take yeah. ownership of a show that you like watching. And when they, when they destroy whatever it is that you feel is good about that show or whatever it is you're look, listening to, then, uh, you'll let them know. And so you just gotta take it good with the bad. You I know. mean, you, you say that, Rob. I mean, on the flip side, when our, we had our first 10 shows out, all we got was great feedback. Which is great, and we were like, "Oh, look at us! We're the best podcast ever! Look at us! Uh, <laughs> you know, look at our iTunes! They're great!" And then I just said to Chris at one point, "Do you know we've never had anything say anything negative about us?" We went on our forum and said, "Look, we know you like us, and we know you you say good things, and you, t- iTunes is the best place for that. Tell us how great we are on iTunes. Mm. Tell us how crap we are here. Tell us right now, what do you hate?" And God, God I'm wow. afraid to ask. Oh. That. 
<laughs> Don't ever do that. I'm no, not doing that. The great thing was, then the I'll be so was... self-conscious every time I, I drift towards doing something that people, even one person mentioned they don't like. Because I'll be trying to keep everyone happy. Because, like, what a hundred people could love, one person could have a problem with. Mm-hmm. Honestly. Yeah, yeah, don't, don't change your podcast, but you need that. Yeah. Every day. Definitely, definitely, definitely. If you've got yourself in a bubble of your podcast and you think you're doing oh, great, you, Okay, well, our community, podcast. if you want to start a thread about this, go for it, but I ain't asking. No, but, so I, I think that's the problem. You should never put yourself in a bubble. I, I think you, your, your show is a representation of whatever mood you're in, whatever you want to put out there. It's just a representation of you. So <clears throat> I think there's some people out there that like to think, you know, they're the bee's knees and that they're the best podcast around. And that arrogance doesn't really wash with me. I, I, we don't really tend to, to deal with those. I mean, all the people that we've had on the show and all the podcasts, you know, fellow podcasters we've had on the show, some have been big, some have been, you know, really tiny, tiny and small. And it's because we like them. We like their content and we want to promote them. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think your community will tell you if there's something that really they don't like. I mean, it was, you know, it was fairly obvious from episode 100 and, and whatnot and, and the Xbox episode that, you know, some people really liked it, some people didn't. That and, Xbox and, episode was the one where I tried to be Robert Ashley, by the way. Yeah, brilliant. Well, the <laughs> the, the cowboys, cowboys, cowboys. Through a yeah, repetition, yeah. that was... <laughs> sorry, Karen. So I think you're, 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 you're your biggest critic, and you should always be your biggest critic, but don't always be the guy with the big head. I, I think you know, you should be proud if you've got to a point where you can say, look, you know, we've got this many listeners, um, we know that we were you know, this small for so long, and we've, we've built up for that. But never be the guy that says, you know, we're the best and we can't be bettered. Because do you tell you, Alex, Tony? Do you say to him, like, I didn't like that show? Yeah, we do it all the time. Yeah, usually if Tony doesn't like it, there's something there which I didn't like either. Very rarely. Very rarely will it be just be Tony saying, I hated that, and me going, no, it was brilliant. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think the oh, key is, is to believe in yourself, in what you're doing, and to uh, to just kind of, like, don't let anybody else get you down if they have problems with your show. If you really believe in what you're doing, then, then you know, keep doing it. But be open to criticism. Don't completely shut it out. And don't ever start talking about how great you are. <laughs> because the moment you do that is the moment you've lost everybody. And also never believe that you don't need any one fan or any one listener or the affiliation of any one podcast. Never go to yourself. Unless they're being a pain and, and just just upsetting you if they're trying to get something out of you that it's not much effort to just respond and be a good good person about just do it just be be stand up about it so i mean that's kind of a cryptic way of, of saying it but just never have that arrogance to go we don't need you fuck off yeah i, I think what i would like more from if, if we're talking you know putting all our stuff out here what i would like more from our community is for them to if they've got an idea for the show it's just tell us if they've got a guest that they think would be ideal for the show tell us if they've got a guest that they know and they think we'd be that would be very show. good, yeah. Because we need connect. Got an email us, address. Yeah, yeah, then let us know because if if that's something that's interesting you, it's probably going to interest us, and it's probably going to interest yeah. somebody else. If you if you have the where's the rules to get that information, or you know that person, and you fancy an interview, then you know tell one of our free shows because nine times out of ten we're going to turn around and go, fantastic. It's a you know a piece of information we can work with it. And if we don't, if we can't work it, then we'll, we'll tell you straight. But then at least you'll know that you know ah oh, that didn't work out. So I'd rather m- more people kind of got involved in that way rather than just sitting there listening, downloading. Get on the forums. Just do it on our website. You know, do it whatever. Even do it over iTunes reviews. Just give – actually, don't give out personal information on iTunes reviews. But, you know, give out information to us. And we'll try to put something together, honestly. 
but that ultimately to reflect on uh, people who are listening and trying to start their own you are if you want to expand going to need a forum and uh, we were told when we started forums are dead man you don't need them and and ultimately you need some way of getting feedback from your community because we didn't know it's a website what a fantastic yeah. group of people were listening to our show until we started the forum we had midgemeister we had pirate buyer and i think we had quantum and a few other people that we knew Stex. listened to our show yeah. Stex, yes actually and Stex in the in then of course helped us i mean way back when we had like two fans and uh, and we, we didn't know, but now we have like this this group of, of, of fantastic people who constantly keep us motivated, constantly keep us uh, abreast of, of of how they are seeing the show, and yeah, I think we're doing a pretty good job because well, I I feel I trust them to tell us if it turns out to be a total bunch of arse. And, but how does I mean? And the flip side, and we've got a very nice tight knit community, and, and that's almost you know that's almost the way to have it because I think you know everybody within that community how do you do with it on in it's gamers perfect for us anyway yeah. yeah how do you do with it on gamers for jobs and sanctuary for gamers where you know there's multiples of thousands of people making noise <laughs> for what it's worth I mean I know for the uh, I'm not too sure about sanctuary for gamers but I know for gamers for jobs you've got a, a thriving uh, forum community well see this is the thing is is I I don't ever uh, force myself to try to read everything in the forums I only read what I'm interested in reading and uh, there's I don't ever feel the pressure but for example I, I don't know how Sean or both Sean's who created the site how they deal with it uh, because they are the ones who've basically taken it upon themselves to make sure that the forums continue to be the 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 place it was when we first started and uh, it takes a great deal of effort and time that's all i know you know hopefully we've got enough people in the community to help uh to help spot the bad ones and they tell us who they are and then you can go and you can correct that situation if need be but there's uh, you know uh, in the forums one of the first things that was posted was, this is the code of conduct. If you do not follow this, we don't care who you are, you're out of here. And they've stuck to it. Uh, what's the code of conduct, just uh, so to illuminate for the guests? The code of conduct is basically, it, what it boils down to is, uh, this is our site. We have full control over what appears and what doesn't appear. And if you don't like it, then don't bother, uh, don't bother posting. Uh, as long as you're treating everyone else with respect then we'd love to have you on board if you don't mm -hmm. then you're gone that's basically it treat people with respect and you can stay don't and you we don't care who you are so it basically boils down to our only law which is wheaton's law don't be a dick yeah. Don't be a dick. Basically, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, obviously, the code of conduct is a lot longer. They've actually got several. Uh, you know, he's got several bullet points that he wrote. This was, uh, I believe, Elysium or uh, Sean Sands wrote it down. You should go read it. It's pretty funny, actually. I uh, but it just basically boils down to don't be a dick because if you are, you're you're gone. We don't want flame wars. We don't want yeah. fanboyism. We don't want any of that crap here. Uh, the moment you step over the line. We can just take you away. <laughs> so, and we actually, uh, one of the most famous ones is, uh, oh geez, what's his name? Um, we had a developer on that we kicked from our forums. Uh, Whoa. Well, he's a developer in that, you know, he makes games but nobody ever plays them. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my god, I can't, I can't remember what his name is. Uh, in fact, probably just probably well. than, don't yeah. say it. Anyway. But yeah, he just basically, uh, and when, what happens is, is when they are no longer allowed to be on the site, they're fired. 
and that's their post, their last post basically stay on there, but their title, because everybody gets a title at, at Gamers of Jobs, depending on how many posts they've made, uh-huh. and you get a custom one after a certain amount. But once you get banned, you're fired. <laughs> so it's, it's quite fun. Nice. Steve? I mean, for, for us, it's different because when we started a website, we were both members of someone else's website. We went from, um, Achievement Junkies, which had a really good forum, really nice forum, really laid back, and then forums got busy. And the reason we came up with Sanctuary was the idea where someone could go with to get away from that, you know, get away from these flame wars and things like that. So that's, it's different for us because we both own the website. So we kind of welcome everybody, but our forums, we've got a good age range now for them. So it is, it could be sometimes hostile to sort of like join up. We do have, uh, we do have rules. We don't ban people for everything sort of thing. And it is a quite an older sort of like, uh, a membership or thing, but it's, it's still welcoming. And what we plan to do, we're doing a relaunch soon and same for the podcast. We're completely reskilling a whole thing to make it more for the community because we feel like we stepped away from our community who, who has helped us everything you know people mm-hmm. help us at the website put forum stuff and you know i try and do as much in our community as i can and we name check on people on the podcast try and reply to forums you know because i i like because i was a, a forum member once and i listened to podcasts and it was nothing better than hearing your name you know oh, it's my name and you play that bit back again mm-hmm. sort of thing and that that's what i try to do without without trying to get it but it is difficult because as you grow you go up and more and more Names start blending to names, you know, it's, you know, the amount of Master Chiefs you get joined onto your website and things like this. <laughs> Master really Chief difficult. 73. Yeah, it's really difficult, but it's... But one of know. the things that we've, one of the things that we've done for a show to get our community more involved is we've just given them more and more options on how to, you know, contact us uh, yeah. to get on the show. They can email us, they can leave us a voicemail, they can send us uh, an audio bit if they want. Uh, we had one guy who was doing fake commercials for us at one point. Excellent. Uh, Excellent. The Lord of Leisure, I believe his name was. And people loved it. And we, you know, if we enjoyed them, we'd post them on their show and we had fun with them. So the, the, the more you let your community get involved with what you're doing, like I said, the more they, they will get involved. And, and not everybody will. Some people just love to lurk and you just let them lurk. And one yeah. day something yeah. will come up. And, uh, and they'll start, start to post. Our, our biggest problem was we've got so many forum moderators now because everybody that's come to our site, we've got involved so much. They're like, hey, do you know, I'd like to do stuff in the background. So we've got like 20 moderators now and people are doing news stories for us and stuff like that. And it's, you know, it's trying to skin that back down again because obviously everyone wants to help, but then how much help they can do limits, you know, with school and work and things like this. So it is difficult that way, but. It is nice to get the people involved. That's the only thing I'd say. A lot of podcasts will put themselves in one place and their website in a different place. It's Mm. nice to have the two together. Mm. So that's actually an interesting one because, I mean, we probably should start wrapping this up now with uh, all the information that is probably overloaded people's minds. They're probably like, I don't want to do a podcast now. Sounds like too much hard work. (laughs) (laughs) um, It is. It is too much hard work. It is. It's, it's, it's too much hard work for, for what you, you get out of it, and unless you are getting out of it a lot. So if you're not enjoying it, then it, it, seriously, that's fine. Just drop it. Do something else. Exactly. Yeah, because you are never, never going to get uh, paid <laughs> no. to do yeah. this. You will not make a penny. At the best, although, you break even. Although, I've got a challenge, right? I think we all put a podcast out where we have to pay for it and it's like a dollar or a, a pound for us in the UK and, and and then come back and see how much we all make. So we'll give that money we'll give that money to charity. 
Here's here's the thing. You will not be able to put your podcast on iTunes. No, because you can't. It's got to be an audio book, isn't it? It's got to be free. Oh, yeah. Let's it's got to be that. an audio book. Let's yeah. all make an audio book, and we'll put it out, and we'll have a If we do an audio book, it's not going to be a podcast. I'm going to do a clever audio book. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to read you know Big Gatsby. You know, <laughs> Here's the thing: is I've actually been working on something like that, uh, or trying to get something like that up and running, and uh, because I am like constantly struggling to make money, so I'm I'm giving it a shot, and it's it it's one of these things where it's either going to be uh, a complete failure or a I think a moderate success. I don't ever think it will lead but to. But make sure uh, you tell us you tell us about that. We'll oh hell yeah! Oh. Dude, I will as soon as it comes out, and it's gonna be, it's gonna be like uh, one of those old radio shows. That's what we're going. See, to I've got one of those in the works as well. You bastard! <laughs> <laughs> I'm beating you both to it. But as soon as I press stop, I'm gonna God snip this podcast in how to edit podcast see, book. I'm listening to that, and and I disagree with it because as much as I like all that content, all this content, all the stuff I do, I think there's so much choice out there. There's literally thousands of podcasts out there that if there's one that I'm probably would have to pay for, I'm probably likely to just find something else. At the same time, if there's only one that you have to pay for, people will be like, well, this must be really fucking good. And so at least one episode gets so many dollars. Have you uh, downloaded or uh, listened to the uh, Zombusical or the Shmopra that the the Drunken Gamers have done? Oh, my God. You've got to. Especially the Zombusical. They basically didn't require you to pay for it. No, no, they did require you to pay for it, but it was more of a donation thing where they were like, donate at least a dollar and we'll give you a link to this thing. And it was the best dollar I spent that Christmas. <laughs> it was awesome. awesome. <laughs> well, then uh, maybe as uh, Pacific shows, but as a, a weekly thing. But saying that, I mean, I, uh, would I pay for Giant Bomb on a weekly basis? No. I mean, if it, if it, well, no. I can say if it was 49p and I, I was spent easily spend 49p on stuff that doesn't give me anywhere near as much two and a half hours entertainment i would pay for three of my favorite podcasts a week for 49p but that's about it yeah but would you pay for the show where jeff gersman got was left you know um GameSpot, and when he audio recorded it you'd pay for that wouldn't you or oh, the time yeah, that major nelson quits his job and tells microsoft where to go shove it well yeah those are big <laughs> event drama shows but you can't you do that on a consistent that. basis what are you talking about no, and I'm uh, the thing I'm looking at doing uh, if I can ever get it up and running, and uh, it's in the works. The but, case uh, of the missing something. It's it's the thing I'm looking at doing is maybe something that I could do once every three months yeah. or once yeah. a month. Yeah. Would you I be getting do. other people on this? Is it kind of a sort of an ensemble thing with sound effects um, and everything? Well, I'm I'm in a union, uh, huh. so uh, when I'm doing stuff like this, uh, it's basically got to be like. I'm trying to stick with my union, you know, and not that I, I've got problems with unions, but uh, but yeah, I'm getting a bunch of actors from where I live uh, together. We're trying to write an original piece, and we're going to post it as it's if an it audio were like play, old time radio show. Yeah, excellent. So we'll see how it works. But I mean, if there's something in the future, then that I could involve other people with, I certainly <laughs> would. It'd be awesome. I'm so the Hitchhiker's Guide to Podcast. That's that I'm copyrighted that already. That's a pretty good one, actually. Get Stephen Fry for that. Yeah. So let's just do some final questions as we round up there. Stex, making a podcast seems like a massive commitment. What keeps you going week in, week out? The community. 
as far as I'm concerned now. Um, enjoying it every week. Not every week, but you know, enjoying it pretty much on a consistent basis and also the feedback from the community. Yeah. It's, it's, when we first started out, I never really thought about it. It was just, well, let's keep in contact with Alex and Paul. Um, we would have been happy enough to just have those 69 listeners yeah. for a long time and then eventually got to the point where it was like, we have to expand or die. Yeah, and, and I think it, the nice thing for, for us is that we put the extra effort into this week in, week out. Mm. And, you know, having the community there kind of makes you, makes you just feel better about, you know, losing two or three nights a week, um, uh, sitting down and, and planning and arranging guests and doing all that stuff. So for me, yeah, it's, uh, what keeps me going is probably you guys on the forums and on the website and, <clears> yeah, the feedback. Also, I really enjoy it. It's like I'm a, yeah. a kind of a, a hound searching out this kind of show and I, you know, whenever I get one and commit it and it's like, that's something I can be proud of. That's something that edit we've junkie, achieved. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's well. it, that feeling when you press that you like, it's done. Final render. Yeah. Click. You MP3. Yeah, but you absolutely you, love it. You say that it's, there's something about having an idea at work, coming home, putting it down on text and then, you know, making the, the arrangements and getting it all arranged and then having people turn up and, and then the recording of the show and then putting it out finally for people to listen. Yeah. There's, there's just something about, Having that creative mind, whether you do it in acting, whether you do it via music or, or whatever, it's, it's just a, a you know a creative producing media. something. Yeah, basically. it's a it's a release that we couldn't really probably get from any other place. So. And it's also it's giving something back because effectively all I do is eat food and sleep <laughs> and do a crappy yeah crappy job, which I'm not really actually achieving anything. But with this, I'm entertaining a certain amount of people for a certain amount of time each week, and yeah, good. I'm very happy with that. If I died tomorrow, I know a certain amount of people would miss me. <laughs> And that's that's a lot more than I could have said three years ago. Tony, Tony would, I mean. <laughs> we secretly hate each other, it's fine. Off Skype, off Skype he'd miss you, but that'd be about it. You guys, uh, what keeps you going on, on a weekly basis? For me, basically, if I can make one person smile doing a crappy job in an office they hate, if I can make them smile and forget about everything that's shit in their world, I'm happy. If it's just that one, and if it's, even if it's just me at work, I make myself smile and laugh, I'm happy. <laughs> That, that's what it is for me. Just you know, you can make yourself happy at work in other ways. It uh, requires yeah, going to the bathroom. I have done that many times. And you are famous for laughing at your own jokes. All the time. I find myself hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I listen back to my podcast. It's brilliant. I, I hear my own show about ten times a week. I love it. Uh, I, I, I don't necessarily that. laugh at my own jokes, but there are times when I listen back to little edits that I've made and I go, yeah, that's good. Like, my favourite music edit ever was uh, when... I think when uh, when Paul was about to review the film Saw 4, maybe Saw 5, I, the musical cue I had uh, leading him in was uh, Johnny Cash. The first time ever I saw your face. I love creating stuff. I mean, uh, and I love entertaining people. It's one of the reasons why I'm an actor. <laughs> yeah. It's just, I love to be out there and to, to try to entertain somebody. And like Steve said, if I could make somebody smile, you know, or just enjoy the day because of what I've managed to create. We had, you know, somebody came up with an idea. We, we, we went out there and we did it and mm-hmm. it came out sounding decent and it was just like creating is one of the most fulfilling things I think anybody can ever do it doesn't matter what you do in life take the time to try to create something from nothing and you will find it the most fulfilling thing ever and, and you're right those a lot of these audio edits that I do some of them sound I think you know in my humble opinion yeah. <laughs> utterly fantastic yeah and, little and a lot of the times 
And a lot of the times, it's just a fluke. It's a coincidence. It just happened to time out exactly the right way without having to do almost any work trying to get it to sound as good as it did. Mm. And I think one of the, um, one of the uh, most fun things I have done recently uh, was the, uh, the night before Christmas. Mm-hmm. We had a bunch of people uh, who write for the sh- the, the site uh, put together the the night before Christmas for our Christmas episode, and we rewrote it to uh, to you know to be more uh, community based. Mm-hmm. And I found this music that just kind of worked, and I put it together, and it just just meshed. And I was like, "This is fantastic!" I listened to that over and over again for <laughs> for the whole season. It was it was great. That sounds kind of like our twelve games of Christmas thing we did at Christmas time, Tony. Yep. Magic Joe F. Has podcasting affected your gaming habits? Perhaps how much you play variety of games does it ever prevent you relaxing with a game because you're thinking too critically? Yes. A lot. There's times when I'm thinking, oh, I've got to finish this because I've got to talk about it on the podcast for fuck's sake. And there's much more of a deadline on that. And there are times when I'm just playing it and I'm thinking way too analytically. But that's also to do with the fact that I kind of want to make it in the, the gaming journalism industry myself as well. And I, I really I want to do this for the rest of my life. So I'm going to be analyzing the games no matter what. So ultimately, it's a side effect of that as much as the podcast. You guys? Um, I don't ever play a game that I don't want to play just because of the show. That's mm. just, for example, yeah, Bayonetta. Yeah, that's right, yeah. I played the demo and I realized that Bayonetta was a piece of crap, so I didn't want to play it. Never played it. Didn't didn't stop me from giving my opinion on it. <laughs> Here, the type, the million typewriters from Hate Mail just flying towards you right now, just for that. <laughs> um, okay, uh, but, let me take the ease off. I mean, I, I got DJ Hero, and no one likes that, and I'm enjoying it. I love it. I like it. I like it. <laughs> It was good. Didn't the guys at Giant Bomb enjoy it as well? Like, yeah, I mean, exactly. It was just over. It was overpriced, and the fact that now it's around for forty or fifty pounds—that was the price it should have come out. Yeah, yeah. That's what I bought it forty or fifty yeah. pounds. I still but get. I hate it. Activision, so I won't buy anything that's made by Activision, or at ah. least I try not to. I, mm. I swear to God, like if a company uh, irks me in because of the the way they deal with their business, then I just would rather not have to uh, contribute to their uh, profits. Mm. Mm. Um, has it affected? Yeah, I mean, we've been sitting here since seven, and it's now eleven o'clock in the evening. And so, you should be gaming right now. It's uh, Friday. So, God's yeah, sake. there's a big chunk of gaming that I wouldn't be doing, but not really. I mean, I think life itself. I think as we've been growing up, um, we've grown up with the show. I think, I think you know, jobs become more complex, responsibilities of kids and you know, wives and houses and all that kind of stuff kind of bears me down more than the podcast does. So, uh, you know, I, I play games and, you know, if it's of benefit to the podcast, then sure. I mean, the fact is we don't really review games as such for the podcast now helps because when we were doing it and we, and we had to take tons of notes down, then, then it becomes a problem. But See, yeah. yeah, we don't ever review games either, but we try to, you know, if we're playing a game, we try to come in with what we thought of the game. And one of the, one of the small reasons why I do this as well is because when I was a kid and I had, you know, went and bought things, I was always disappointed when what I bought was a piece of crap and wished that there was some way that I could find out in advance whether or not what I'm about to buy is going to be good because all I would literally do was walk into the store, look at the back of the box. If it looked cool, I bought it. Yeah. And that almost always didn't work. Uh, so I feel like if if my opinion can somehow stop somebody from buying a piece of crap, then I have done a good service. <laughs> and, uh, I, you know, it kind of keeps me, keeps me going. 
it didn't stop uh, two worlds selling like crazy. And, and a there's a fucking well. sequel coming. It's <laughs> oh, a sequel true. nobody wanted to the game nobody liked. Brilliant. <laughs> Uh, David O'Donnell has asked, uh, who does the artwork for uh, Digital Cowboys? That would be me. Yeah, uh, nice. I like your artwork. Thank you. It's, I've, had, I've had some criticism in, in, the, in the past. It's fairly basic. I do it on the most basic of programs. It's, it's called uh, Picture It. It's like like <laughs> play school version of, uh, of Photoshop Elements, and I should really upgrade. But um, basically, just every week we put on an episode. I, I've, I've always been inspired by edge covers, and I, I wanted to put something like that every week. And sometimes it gets a little bit kind of, oh, fuck, I've got to put this out in like half an hour. It's doing its final render. I'll just throw something together. But some of the times I'll have a very clear vision on exactly what I want to show and, and it, it comes off really well so that's something I've really enjoyed doing but uh, well, I love the fact that you do that some podcasts don't they don't even know how to well, do some, that yeah, some podcasts don't even turn anything up on it so it yeah, just becomes a great big iTunes that no idea yeah yeah, yeah. Um, Mike do you guys get laid more since starting the podcast <laughs> <clears throat> all the time I'm getting laid right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ditto. As I said to Mike on the forums, uh, I was married before I started podcasting. I've had a child since I started podcasting. I shouldn't be getting laid at all. So, uh, yeah, being a podcaster certainly helps. I've been married two years. I got married just before we started podcasting. It doesn't improve your sex life. There are Friday nights where you're recording where you could be having sex. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you can still have a quickie. There's time. There's still time. You've got to believe, Steve. And WHM Unreal Neil, have you ever been approached to take the dollar and what criteria would a company have to meet if they expected to ally themselves with the Cowboys? We have looked into affiliate schemes before that with, with places that we've been relatively happy with. Ultimately, if we approve of what they do and we'd say, hey, these guys are great, if we'd say that for free then we'll take the money for it. Um, if there's something even vaguely suspect or we feel a bit wrong about it, then I wouldn't want to, Tony. Well, I... I if Activision again, said, would you like us uh, to sponsor digital... No, but, see, I think, once again, it comes down to, to the size. I think we're, we're still a size where, you know, it, it doesn't cost a huge amount to keep the website up and the yeah. podcast be put out. I think if you get bigger and bigger and bigger, I can't imagine what even Century of the Gamers probably has to to cover for the, you know, the amount of bandwidth for the website. You know, it, once you, you enter into realms of that, then no, we would never take it a quick, a quick buck just to promote something that we didn't believe in. But uh, we're in a fortunate position where we can still continue to fund yeah. I mean, what we, we have and not have adverts. I like being independent. I yeah. We had a sponsor. I mean, I won't mention who they are, but people know our show. We had somebody who we gave free stuff away. Right. The amount of stuff they want back from you, from what you get, it's not the same. You do feel like you're selling yourself. So yeah. It's just not worth it. I just do. don't want to have to stop every uh, 10 minutes and go, ah, by the way, if you like trainers, you might want to buy a Nike. <laughs> but other good <laughs> trainers are out there. <laughs> it just makes me feel compromised. I, I would imagine, Rob, that you've definitely been kind of approached by different people. I don't know that I don't deal with that. See, I just produce the show. Uh, Sean has to deal with uh, this sort of thing. And like I said, Lipson has come to us and said, hey, you know, would you like to have yeah. some sponsors on the show? And you know, we told them right from the start, as long as we have final word on whether or not we want them, so uh, then then sure. But um, we the, they put on a donation drive every year, and uh, we give away stuff mm -hmm. um, to people who donate. Uh, so... 
you know, it's like, a, a, you know, people donate and they have a chance to win like a PS3 or something like that. Or we, we've got several f- big, big prizes. So that those donation drives and we only do it once a year, they keep us uh, afloat. So we don't really have to worry about uh, paying out of pocket for hosting our show you- uh, because our community wants that community to still be there. And so they're willing to every once a year provide money. And now we have. T-shirts that are going up for sale, uh, so we're we're starting to do a little bit of merchandise, and we're hoping that uh, the people in the community will want to help us stay around instead of having to go and try to find some sort of sponsor. That's brilliant. We're doing tattoos. That's our next push. <laughs> you can buy them in the stores. We've got a guy who'll come around and give you a Sanctuary Gamers tattoo. His awesome. spelling isn't great, though. He may spell Sanctuary wrong, but you know, <laughs> you'll have that for life. Well, That's the main thing. Well, I'll tell you what, then. I mean, if you've sat here and you've got through the entirety of these two episodes and you still want to make a podcast, there is actually something going on at the moment that I think is ingenious. And it's our friend here, Steve, from Sanctuary for Gamers. What are you doing at the moment? See, what we're doing is, like you guys, we've had somebody email us to say, I want to do a podcast. Can I come on the show? And you go, yeah, you can come on the show, but we just bought mics, and I don't want your mic to sell bad. And, you don't, you know, it's planning a third person every week sort of thing. So we we get so many emails, you know, how do you start? It's like, we got to host it for somebody. So on the Thursdays, on our feed, it's already got the 150-whatever iTunes review. We're going to put out an amateur show, whatever you want to do. So you're being M&M to their 50 cent? Yeah, that's what we are, yeah. And or what we're hoping to their is that none of these shows are better than ours, because then we're going to be really Because then they'll be like... Once we get a digital cowboy show on, that will be dropped. Oh, sorry, it couldn't go up this week, sorry. <laughs> but, that's anyway. but, but you're letting them put it's it out, record and edit and everything, and then you're just putting it up on your feed? Yeah, we're basically hosting it for them. We'll even put it on iTunes, we'll give them art, we've got a little slot on the forum, and we literally all they've got to do is base it on games. Now, I say base it on games, it can be... Games and comics, anything they want to do. So that's a nice thing. To be honest, I want to hear. I want to hear ideas. And once they're good ideas, I'll steal them and you'll never hear your show on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what we want to do. Because I want to hear what other people do. Just to, just almost to show people how hard it is. We had one show up go up on Thursday and the guy was emailing me back and forth. The tracks don't line up. Why does he sound quiet? Why do I sound loud? I put a guide up in our forums, how to use Audacity. There's three YouTube videos on how I edit. So it's definitely worth doing, but as anyone can enter, and that's so, obviously you've got your own podcast. Don't send us your own podcast because that'd be weird. <laughs> <laughs> but so is is the idea in the end that you're going to find somebody that you've literally just put a show together from nothing and actually realise that they can put a podcast together, and you're going to then host it as a continued exactly. thing? Exactly. Yeah. If if we get one that's, that everyone likes, we're going to let people vote on it. If if someone likes that show, they can be the Thursday show. And then we'll start a Wednesday slot up and have a community show there. It's not a new idea. We nicked it from Sarcastic Gamers. I'm not <laughs> our first idea. We had Dave from Sarcastic Gamers, and we went, that's a pretty good idea. <laughs> so it's it's the same idea, so. except for our name's Sanctuary for Gamers, and they're sarcastic. So that's what we've done. It's magic. But you're also sarcastic. <laughs> yes, there we go. So I'm looking forward to it. I mean, we've had our first show up. We've got another one in the bag. So it's been a good trickle. We'll put them up as long as they come. If they stop, we'll stop. Simple as that. That's a great idea. There you go. 95-pound Chinese man with $160 million behind this door. Let's get him out.
finally, how to maintain. We've been going three years. You guys have been going four years and two years, or respectively. There's got to have been times in, because they were certainly were with us, where you just thought, can we go on? What is, I mean, is there anything left? I am so fucking done with this right now. How, how did you crawl your way back from that? How do you stop yourself getting burned out? I mean, Change <laughs> things up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was good. Exactly what I was going to say. When you stop enjoying it, stop doing it. As simple as that for me. Just yeah. keep, keep it alive. I mean, for me, it's really hard with Chris because Chris lives in Japan mm. and they, they're workers. And, you know, he does like 14 hour days. And I say, oh, hi, here's a podcast. Put that on iTunes. Or the website's broken. Can you fix this <laughs> problem? You know, and he's had like a 14 hour day. So it's really difficult. But, it's light and fluffy and have fun with it that sort of thing and just change things up all the time keep things different in yourself yep yeah that's, that's and that's we why do. we have that's why we have uh, you know f- uh, five or I can't even remember how many people are regulars on our show now but five or six people that we kind of rotate through because mm. you know people have responsibilities uh, Sean's got two kids now um and uh, the other Sean is uh, getting more and more involved in the business that he's that he works in uh, on a day-to-day basis. And uh, Julian writes uh, a ton, and he's always working on other projects as well. So it's we just they don't always have the time to to get on the show. And now that we have a stable of people that we can rotate through, uh, that we're no one's under with, singular pressure. Excellent. No one's under a single pressure to be there every week, and it just makes all the difference. Yeah. It's fantastic. How do you two do it? What's your? What do you? How do you two keep going? Well, as you said, change things. Basically, every yeah. time we we just think, oh, this is for God's sake. We plan out a whole bunch of new shows to get ourselves motivated. We go right. I'm really not liking doing random game of the week. Can we just kill news, please? And yeah. sometimes it takes a while for us to argue them out, and just you know, because I think we held on to news for quite some time until eventually it was like. It's just, we just tell people what's going on, and then we it's go... It's just Kotaku. Mm. That's all it is. Um, and, and, you know, we've, we've tried things, and then we've dropped things, but basically, if, if you're always ready to change the format, uh, to, to make it as good as it can be, then you won't be ever having to go, oh, let's just do this next bit, even though we hate it and we know it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah so, it's, a, it's, it's a living, breathing thing. It's, and it's completely organic, so you can change whatever you want in it. And sometimes we've had ideas and we've implemented them, and two weeks later we've taken them out because we're like, no, it doesn't yep. really work. And, and I mean, how that, often, how often in your life are you able to do that? You know, just kind of go. You don't, you don't like it to work. No. It's not yeah, it's certainly not work. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's something that we you have actually a lot more freedom than you'd imagine doing with the podcasting because ultimately we've changed the day we actually release. Originally it was I can't remember what it was. It was like Tuesday or something. Then we did Wednesday. Then it was Thursday and. And we've kind of stuck with a Friday release now because I kind of like sort of giving people something for the weekend. And just talking about, um, you know, well, maybe you should change it and do it in a few days after Thursday. Maybe go, no, 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 because it's got to be Friday. And I thought, well, why? Why has it got to be Friday? It doesn't necessarily have to be. I have still no plans on changing it. But there's no restraints. Ultimately, your your audience are going to be forgiving enough to have you go, you know, some people might go, oh, I wanted it now. But they'll they'll stick with you. They'll maintain, they as long as you, ma- you maintain the, the quality of the show. Alex, I don't hear your show till Monday. That's yeah. it. My iPod's not a I'd weekend. say probably quite a lot of people are about the same. That's the same. Yeah. But it's, 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 there. 
it's very important to have long term goals as well to know roughly where you're going with this thing and to, and to, to, to you know you could go week to week and go yeah well we'll see if it's gonna we'll still have a podcast in two weeks time we don't know but as far I, I have a plan for this year and it involves the podcast and it involves doing a couple of other things and you know I, I like to plan things out and I, I would say you will you'll never go damn why did we plan so much. For the uh, podcast, you'll always yeah. be grateful for having things set out in, in stuff so people can sort the, the of... Only thing, the only thing that ever holds us back is, you know, our ideas are sometimes bigger than the people we can get. <laughs> <laughs> That's clear. I mean, that often happens. We've got some re- a really, really good plan in the works, and it's just basically getting the time and getting yeah. certain people on. And, you know, people are busy, and they're... they're more than likely, if they're the kind of people that we want to get on the show, they've really got busy. other stuff to do. They're doing <laughs> us a favour. It's not yeah. the other way around. So, yeah, um, I don't envy you guys. You've got me and Rob to compete with next week. Who are you gonna, how, how are you going to up this show now? Yeah. <laughs> we're going to put the second half of this show that you're listening to now out. <laughs> it's going to be Major yeah, Nelson right. and his wife with Steph. <laughs> and the week afterwards, obviously, Major Nelson. So. Yeah, and God. Yeah. <laughs> what, is that, well, is that the way it works? Major Nelson God. Then God. Yeah, that's exactly how it works. Okay. Uh, anyway, yeah. Come on. Right. So I think that's pretty much it. In all seriousness, that, that we're going to put a lid on podcasting. There is, there's going to be many other things. I'm going to open this one up on the uh, community. If there's any, anything else people want to know, if people want me to give them a blow by blow on what I do. Um, a blow by blow. You <laughs> bastards. <laughs> if, if people want me to give them a, a rundown on how I uh, edit and, and what tools I use, I am very happy to basically uh, outline it in stone and basically talk them through uh, how to how we do this show. Um, if, if you want to do it professionally, come see me and Rob. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think mine I... is just one way of doing it. From the sounds of it, it's a hell of a lot less um, professional than... Posted an article on the Gamers of the Job site, uh, which maybe I'll send you a link to uh, yeah, that people do. can go. I did YouTube clips. That's my. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I think what we actually learned from that in the entirety of the show that there isn't necessarily no wrong or right way to do podcasting. I think there's ideas, there's better, maybe there's some better ways, but you can put it together cheaply, like you know Alex and me have managed to do. You can spend all the money in the world, like you know some of the, the real big big podcasts. If you could do it under two hours yeah. and make it sound good, tell me. Yes, please. Yeah, if you can do that and make get it sound professional, I'm I'll listen to you. I I do it the way that I taught myself, and I think it's the same for Rob and the same for you guys. Just do what's easy. Exactly. Have you ever seen the the Dummies Guide to Podcasting book? Oh yeah, it's rubbish, isn't it? It's It's so old and outdated now. (laughs) In many of these days, people might like to play a podcast, and it's like 2005 (laughs) or something like that. And like, yeah, yeah, you know. Needs an the update. Me- the medium is growing, and I don't know where it's going to end up. Um, a lot of people have been c- calling the death of podcasts for a number of years now. Yeah, so, I think it is. No. Um, I don't think I don't think it's going to die. I think there's always opinions out there. As much as people love reading uh, websites and and. Uh, you know, I'd love, I'd love for there to be the death of podcasts because that would just mean there will be a lot less podcasting out there for yeah. us to compete with. Yeah. <laughs> It'd just be the three hour three shows. What are they shows exactly? Is everyone just going to agree? Just there's going to be like a newspaper article published that says podcasting's dead, and all the other podcasts yeah. out there who do this for just Aww. love and fun every week will go. Oh, I was enjoying that. Well, I guess we won't be meeting again next week, or should we do a final episode? I don't know. Uh, that doesn't make any sense, because if it's everyone out there is podcasting... iTunes, so feeds, once you've just got our three shows on there. Yeah. Hello. But if everyone about po- out there podcasting feels like I do, and I think we do about about the shows, this thing ain't dying anytime soon. It's because 
No. It's 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 a new way of communicating with with, with you know oh. effectively communities that build themselves from the ground up. So I, I tell you why they work for me is that I can't read a book. Why I'm you know when I I do a lot of gardening. So when I'm you know pushing mowers or weeding beds, I can't really sit there and re- uh, read a book or look at a website or do whatever. I can. Well, just you have can run somebody over while you're listening to a podcast, and, <laughs> oh, oh. and you can't hear their screaming because Jeff Gersman's talking. That happened you. only <laughs> once, and we were told never to. <laughs> And anyway, so let's... So if if we're going to leave everyone with some tips, again, we'll just reiterate these. (laughs) Top tips. (laughs) But no, just the final watchword on this. Sound quality, number one. Make sure it sounds good. Something slightly different would be a good idea, because if you're just like everyone else, why is anyone going to listen to you? Yep. With the caveat that you're never going to come up with something truly unique. You, if, if you're going to be different, understand that it is just a cocktail of other people's ideas. Yeah. Yeah. But for God's sake, don't just go on there and sort of coast because no one's going to listen to coasters. No. Nope. Here's one. If you're not happy with the podcast, don't put it on iTunes. Absolutely right. If it's not, if you're not happy with it, why would other people be? Sound happy? quality, originality, and excellence. That's it. Okay. Those are the three things. Perfect. And some people will be listening to those. Well, you have none of those, so why <laughs> exactly? <laughs> if you've got to the end of this one, we must have something, folks, because that's four hours of your time right now. So speaking we have... of speaking of never doing two-hour shows, <laughs> well, yeah. this was two, two four-hour shows. shows. Yeah, well, okay. It's a very what? unusual situation. It's we, a we huge just, thing to cover. Yeah, we decided like, instead of just doing that, a show 150 where we did all like the best clips of whatever we've done over a period of time, which that is actually. True. Which is coming, but we, we wanted to give something back to the community because we, we get countless emails every week from people saying, how do I go about this? And it's flattering because you think, well, you know, we, we're obviously doing something right if they're looking for us for inspiration when we were doing the same thing, you know, a year ago. So and asking Rob the same thing. Uh, I think <laughs> the power, and now having done this, you can always just point them back yeah. and say, check so out we, that episode, which is what I do with my article. Check out that article. Brilliant. That's <laughs> great. And one last thing before we go. Next week, we've got on James Batchelor, who you may remember from episode 130, which was the Wii-specific episode. Uh, we've got a question to ask you guys, though, first. Yeah, we've got another community intelligence question coming up, and this has actually been spurred on by James Batchelor himself. He did something recently called Games for Lent, so he basically gave up gaming for 40 days. Oh, my and God. I, and I assume 40 nights as well. Um <laughs> <laughs> which is even more weird of in fact he actually works at mcv magazine so he works within the industry and he gave up gaming bizarre but i don't even know this, how to do that <laughs> exactly but this is right. on the question then from us uh and it's a fairly kind of inflammatory question i'd actually imagine but uh, i'm looking for some interesting answers to this and the question is what would you do if you gave up gaming not just for 40 days and 40 nights yeah what would you actually do? What would we actually do with our time? Because obviously gaming is a huge amount of, you know, it's a massive time sink. Um, so take away that from your life. What would you actually do? What hobbies would you take? You know, would you go walking, get some air? This is an effort for us to actually uh, do an episode which is a bit less game-centric. I mean, I, I guess the most recent, yeah, the last two have been not so much game-centric. But uh, again, we, we kind of want to look at our community and see what you guys do outside of gaming and, and, and maybe... Just take away that whole pigeonhole that people shove us into and call us gamers and then just say, well, ultimately we're just doing stuff. You know, it's just stuff we do. We could be doing other stuff. 
And, uh, yeah, find your own pigeonhole at this case. So, it, it's uh, going to be funny if the response is, well, I'll probably just watch TV. I'd kill myself. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no, I have trust in our audience that, you know, maybe, maybe we could all take a look at ourselves. Maybe we do spend just a tad too much on, you know, time and gaming. You and maybe, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Final Fantasy is, but, uh, yeah. yeah, so, um, I'll look forward to that. Right, so yeah, next week, just whack it on the forums what your, your response is going to be and uh, make it as in-depth as you want. We will go into detail on this one. Yeah. So. so usual places. There will be a, a post up on the website. You can cool. uh, put comments in there, go to the forums, contact us on Twitter, all that good stuff that you know and love. Okay. On that note, Robert Borges and Steve Ridley, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank, thank you for having me. It has been an really absolute cool. pleasure. And Tony and I will definitely be back next week. I've been Axel. I've been Tony Atkins. Happy trails. You too. It's your thing. Do what you want to do. I can't tell you who to sock it to. It's your thing. Do what you want to do. I can't tell you who to sock it to. If you want me to love you. Okay, right. Tell you what, um, Steve, what? what time do you have to go get your wife? Because this thing's just bugging no, me. No, I haven't to get my wife. I have just a wife come and tell me to stop. <laughs> so, <laughs> the fuck it's, you it's, do. It's, it's, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Pain is temporary. Art is forever.